Welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employed. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, y'all. Y'all actually get a bonus episode this month. So we are so excited to let y'all know we have Tori in the building, and we are talking all things sex, the different whole phases, and keeping the badge clean happy and moist y'all enjoy so i am just like over here in awe because i'm like not only did you come and bring this amazing beautiful just outstanding energy like i'm loving this but you're dropping gems and you're you said a whole entire uh, you said a lot and i want to be able to pick out some things right quick so when you said we talked about in a previous episode of like church girl slash the good girl and what that means and like nowadays we look at it like these hoes out here winning versus like the good girl girl and stuff like that so how did that as being quote-unquote labeled or being the church girl yeah how did that affect as you said drinking your juices making sure she tastes nice um how did that affect your sexuality and understanding yourself and just your feminine energy Mm, mm, that's such a good and rich question i'm glad you asked that because uh, and I'm, i'm i'm full open and transparent Right. I'm going to just give you the real, the tea and everything above and below and in the middle. So for me, growing up in the church, what they tell us, you do not have authority over your body. Your body belongs to God. Okay. So you have to protect your body. Temple, don't let nobody touch it. If you do, you dirty, nasty, all that stuff. That's what I was taught. Right. Even though they didn't stop me, they did what I did. But anyway, um, hold on, Tori. I'm gonna cut you off really quick, quick, quick. So that is all true if you are in fact female, because you know males get a whole different story. Mm-hmm. But but do continue, girl. Listen, second it, second and third it, and fourth it. Okay, because that's exactly how I felt. Even though, like you know, when I did, I didn't do a lot. Like my peers call me prude. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that term, but they call me prude. Like I didn't do nothing. I was a little shy. Like I really didn't do nothing. And I feel like that kept me, but it also like it kept me like covered. So I won't be like out in the streets on bad stuff, but it also like kept me from discovering myself and wanting to see my sexuality and what I like and what my body, like all that. Like kept me from doing that. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm just laying down with these dudes. They gonna get what they get and that's it. Like, I ain't know nothing about no orgasm and all that. And what my parents taught me, my mom taught me, don't have no babies, get some birth control and don't be letting these niggas just do whatever. So so pretty much that was the outline for me. So it wasn't nothing about like, understand your feminine energy. Like it's okay to touch yourself. It's okay to explore yourself. That's not bad. That's not wrong. That's not nasty. I didn't learn that. So when I got married... Okay, when I got married and, you know, me and my husband intimate and, you know, all that stuff is great. But then I'm trying to discover myself. 
I feel like my body is off limits to myself. Like, y'all don't even know what that feels like. Your body is off limits yourself. You can't even touch yourself because now your body is authority of your of your husband. Your husband has authority of your body. Like, dang, so before I got married, I have authority in my body. Now I'm married. My husband got authority in my body. When do I can get my own body? When? When? How? Where? Where's the space for it? Where's the room for it? So it's, it, I'm telling you, I'm keeping it 100 but it was only until this era that I decided to start discovering my divine body with the help of Queen of Fools, right? With the help of Queen of Fools. Hello. And because, like, I was going through marriage counseling with my husband. Some communication issues, nothing serious, but still, we ain't perfect. We all need help, period. So we go through marriage counseling or whatever. And it came to the second we're talking about intimacy and stuff. And mind you, this is a pastor, a Christian pastor or whatever. So he's like, I told him, I, t- I was telling him, I'm going through something right now in my body. We're not connected. Me and her and she, my womb, my girl, we are not aligned. So I would prefer if we weren't intimate like that right now so I can figure out what's going on with me. I think that's a sensible thing, right, ladies? Y'all agree? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Thank you. But no, no, no. Not according to the holy word. No. No. You shall not and you will not have that time. That is against your agree and decree to your husband. Huh? What? That's what it says. Unless you are ministrating and unless he doesn't want it to happen. Those are the only two reasons. Shame. You serious? Yes. So I'm sitting here on this call with this pastor and my husband. They're telling me, no, that's your wife duty. We, we don't understand all the stuff that may be going on to you, but you got to put that aside and do your wifely duties. Huh? So then he asked me, are you a wife? Are you a woman? Are you a wife? Are you a woman? And I said, both. <laughs> both. He's like, no, no. Now let's go back to the scripture. Let's go back to the scripture. I'm like, I can read this scripture backwards, forward, upside, downside. I'm going to still say the same thing. I am a woman. That's a wife. Okay? Period. And so I got this male masculine energy. And y'all, he had the nerve to call me a feminist. A feminist. Oh, I see this feminist spirit. I'm like, I wouldn't even call myself a feminist. I'm just a woman that has feminine energy that want to cultivate it. Like, why you got to put labels on me? Come on. Right? Because where's the slur? I'm, I'm feeling to understand what's wrong with that word, but what, that's just what, me. You need a feminine. Right. But I just never identify as like a feminist. Like, I, like, I don't put labels on myself like that. But when he like putting that on me, I'm just like, sir. And you trying to make it seem like it's an evil spirit. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just me. The woman that God created me to be. What do you mean? I don't understand. So that's been a whole journey right and then like me actually confronting that masculine energy that masculine religious energy that's trying to submit us and put us in our place and all that and, and I'm not trying to um discredit you know the principles and stuff of the bible I think they are very very beneficial in your life even in marriage you know even in marriage to understand what a wife is to a husband a husband to a wife but some things I do disagree I agree I just disagree and so that's just how it is. So now me and my husband in a space where he's understanding that I'm going through my own woman evolution, my own woman exploring when I, yes, I do play with myself. Yes, I do have my toys. Yes, I do like to do sensual things because guess what? That makes it better for him. That makes it better for him. Hello? I'm just saying. 
So Tori, I have a question. After that initial conversation with the pastor and your husband, how was he, like, how receptive was he to this new awakening in this new time in your life? Was he supportive or was that even a journey to get him to the point where he was open, responsive and receptive to you on your path of discovery? My husband or the pastor? My husband? Okay, because the pastor would have That was funny. He wasn't having it. I was like, okay, we're going to have to agree to the three-star and move along. Um, my husband, it's, it's been a journey for him and he's going through his own spiritual awakening because I begin mine. You know what I'm saying? So now he, because he's doing his own research, he's reading, he's learning, he's applying certain things to his life. So it's like natural, you know, holistic healing and stuff like that. He's understanding what's necessary for me as a woman. He's even like learning, because right now I'll tell y'all, like we're learning more about our African history, ancestors and stuff like that. And so He's learning how like crucial and pivotal women were to tribes, to communities, to the earth. Like Mother Earth, hello. You know what I'm saying? Hello, Mother Earth. And so he's starting to see it. And so now he's giving me the space to explore it more and not really being so critical. Like, oh, what you doing? Da, 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 da. He, he's understanding. It took a while, but he's like on the train of the evolution, I guess. That's beautiful. We stand a supportive Black king. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Oops. So I have so many questions, but I'm going to try to merge them. I know. I'm sorry. I'm the inquisitive one. Yes, please. That's all the Um, But my question is, you said something that triggered the, my thought of like the power of knowing yourself, but the power of being in tune with yourself mm-hmm. and your body. And mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of, well, I'm going to say, thing. I don't believe a lot of women are even under. They don't even understand the power of their vagina. Mm. They don't understand mm. the power of mm. your, your, like you said, your womb. When you, when your womb is off or that sacral chakra is off, mm-hmm. your whole entire balance, your pH level, everything is off. Everything. So tell me, you kind of geared us to it, but I'm going to ask, like, tell me about that blueprint of, did you learn? You said you were learning this from yourself in the book, but did you see your your mom or your sisters go through this or was it truly you are the one that's setting up this blueprint, this foundation for the family and the people coming after you? Um, I truthfully believe that I am setting this particular foundation and path for um, women who are trying to heal themselves holistically. Like I didn't come from a woman. I did, can't, I did come from a, a background of strong women and I don't say that any negative way. Like I'm going to take that negative Connotation, but I do want to take that negative connotation away from strong. Like we can't have nothing. Like oh, I don't want to be a strong black woman. No, you want to be strong. You want your temple to be strong. You want your mind to be strong. You want your spirit to be strong. Like there's nothing bad about that. Okay. Yes, there's resistance. There's things that come against us. But guess what? It's in our DNA to be strong and to be able to go through it, get through it, and then release afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So yes, release. So I come from a women, a strong women village of doing that. But as far as taking care of their body, no, no. Like they ate the chicken, the pork chop, the, the greens, the hog, mall, pork, like all of it. They ate it all. They ate it all. We ate it all. We ate it all. I was one of them. I ate chitlins. I know. I ate chitlins. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. All right. Of my people, my heritage. But um <laughs> but yeah, so we ate that. And so of course, when you're putting all this stuff in your body, like that's not like something that's gonna keep your body healthy and strong in the long run. Like my my family is known for high diet. My women in my family are known for breast cancer. 
you know, thyroid, like all these health issues. And so when my mom and my grandma got um, breast cancer, I made like a vow to myself. I will not follow this lineage. I will not continue this and be the third generation of getting breast cancer and all that. Like, no, 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 no. So that's when like the, the real kind of health awareness journey started. Well, it started after I left home. So let's just, let's just back up. I have to leave my hometown. I have to leave. I have to get out of there. I have to leave. Okay. Because the mindset's there, the availability, just the the energy, just the things that was just accepted as true and regular was no longer serving me. They didn't serve me. I felt like I will die here if I don't get out of here. And I'm from East St. Louis, Illinois, by the way. So, so yeah, like I just had to get out of there. So eventually I went to college in um, Lincoln University, HBU, represent, (laughs) but yeah, went to HBCU, um, start learning more about my Black culture, my heritage, start learning more about how to heal your body doing juicing um and just starting to be more aware like not like like perfect or anything like that but just more aware of what I'm putting in my body and the effects that it's having to have on the outward appearance like acne or weight gain or mood swings or you know agitation attitudes towards other people all of that started to play a play when I start to watch what I start so that kind of started this healing journey and the wound journey because life all life creating the womb of a woman all life so if your womb is not healthy if your womb is not like a sacred space you're going to continue to carry all that toxic you're going to continue to carry the baggage from other men that come in and dump all their life stuff on you hello i know y'all heard of soul ties that stuff is real baby that stuff is real not only are they going to give you std they're going to give you something else Say that again for the people in the back because I don't think they heard you. (laughs) Okay, it's not just the SEs that they're leaving. They're leaving their trauma. They're leaving their child issues. They're leaving their mama issues. They're leaving their daddy issues. Come on. And we wonder why we're having all these issues. We wonder why we're having hemorrhoids. We wonder why we're having all this stuff with our, our um uterus and, and um what those stones, kidney stones and all that from stress and all that. Because like we just let them dump whatever in us. We don't do the proper cleansing to kind of get that stuff out of us. And we just carry this from years generation generation and so when i started learning how powerful our lean is i have to protect her girl yeah girl i love 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 all of that because i think of the saying you are what you eat right Mm. i'm like now we're gonna revise that is that you are who you fuck <laughs> well, ma'am, you can't put that on a t-shirt, honey. We gotta workshop that. On now. We can because you are because, like, what she said because it's so true. If y'all ever read this book, it's called Hooked, and it's by a scientist, a neuro a neuroscientist, and he in there explains everything that Tori just said of like it is on a biochemical level, like it is cell cellular cellular level. Mm-hmm. That when you connect, you are connecting literally to everything that person has. And so you are who you buck. You really are. Saying workshop the intent, I'm saying the package. Likewise, we gonna have little seven year olds walking around with T-shirts and say you are who you at. Just put the stars on there. Put the stars in the middle. There we go. Put the stars. 
Because if we say if we say sex, that's again religion, and we stay in the Western society. That oh my gosh, you can't say sex. Oh my gosh, if you say sex, oh my gosh, it's it's hard. That's a, that's that's a worse word than fuck. No, it's not. In re, in religion, she just said it. Yes. Well, she didn't just say exact those exact words, but. <laughs> Anywho, Tori, so when you got on this journey of being your most authentic, feminine, sacred self, do you feel, well, not even do you feel, did you see more people that were in your support system, your family, did any of those women come aboard or are you just the black sheep or like my dad likes to call me the hippie chick of the family? I guess I'm the hippie chick. Like, I don't know. Like, I've been, like, away from my family since I was, like, 21. I'm 32 now. So it's been a long time, like, me cultivating myself, who I am, having the freedom and space to do that without being criticized, without being judged. So I didn't have my mama right there, like, what you doing? What you learning? And my aunties, like, I didn't have them. They were just kind of, like, you know, distant family. I'll call them, hey, how y'all doing? Whatever. So that I am grateful that I was able to do that. Um, and no one has really kind of reached out and be like, you want a different vibe. What you got going on? What you doing over there? You know what I'm saying? And I haven't felt any kind of way about that because I know God would leave the people that's to me, that's for me, family and friends or foe or whoever. You know what I'm saying? So I don't get offended or I don't feel no type of way. I'm just trying to be me, period. And if you want to know how, I say my girl to that. That's it, the thought. So, so yeah, they just let me do my thing and I just, I just do me. I love that. But I also love, you said something earlier about mindset where you had to get out of an environment because mm-hmm. that energy wasn't helping you, that the mindset of others would either, and I'm going left, would either bring you down or kill you. There was no, that, those are your choices. It's like a double-edged sword. So you getting mm-hmm. out of that environment and look at you excelled you got around like-minded individuals you got to see so many different things you got to learn about the black culture right Mm -hmm. you got to be immersed in a whole entire shift in your mind from that is from that is that where your passion for being your like one being your authentic self came from but also your passion for really understanding your body juicing and things like that yes yes so once I left that environment and my mind was free to just kind of see what else is out there and not feeling like condemned or feeling like somebody's gonna be judging me for me learning new things and stuff I really just allow God to guide me to the next experience the next thing to the next enlightenment to just see like what's for me Right. So I was still kind of going through my stuff, though. Like I was, you know, in a relationship with my husband and boyfriend at the time. We met at home. But we met in college and I have my daughter. Now, let me die. let me just give y'all just this quick, quick, quick little antidote, OK, of how I had my daughter. All right. This is a cautionary tale of what not to do. All right. So. <laughs> Me and my husband. Well, okay, so me and my boyfriend, right? I went to the HBCU. I'm the new girl. Hey, how y'all doing? 
And um, my husband, I seen him over there. Well, the boyfriend, his boyfriend over there. You know, he was in a little lodge area. You know, what I'm saying just chilling. He's playing the iPod. You know, what I'm saying playing the music on the iPod. And um, we we linked, we vibed, we kicked it. We started off as friends. We got closer. Then we were like, "This is girlfriend." Okay, cool, great. Everything's great, mind you. I'm still, I'm 21. He's 20. Young love kind of relationship. So we're together. We've been together for like a year at this point. We do went through some ups and downs. Me questioning what love really is because honestly I thought love looked like what love and hip hop was. <clears throat> okay, don't judge me. Judge your mom. Anyway. No, I, I <laughs> like when you think about it, a lot of young people think that's what love is. Yeah. Because that's what they see. I will admit it because I was a fool, y'all. I was young and dumb. And I really thought that's what love was. Like I really thought these dudes dudes supposed to talk to you crazy, not hitting you back, you know, doing all this stuff. But then here comes this guy that's all nice. Like why he calling me like why you act like you want to be with me like what what's the tea you know what i'm saying so he was showing me everything that i needed but i was kind of like repelling it so he was going up and down up and down with that and so a year in right i figured yes i do i am in love with you we should have a baby like don't do that don't do not do I mean, that's one way to have a commitment. Hello? Commit yourself right away. 18, 20 years for the rest of your life, right there. And this is a one year in, right? I know a lot of girls probably do it for a lot less time, but this is one year in. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, let's have a baby. So we started, you know, trying for a baby. And, you know, I wasn't on duty birth control or anything. I wasn't getting pregnant. So I'm like, ah, I probably can't get pregnant anyway. So whatever. Lo and behold, get knocked up a couple months later. So now we're together for a whole year and two months. And now I'm expecting. Great. And I'm still 21. Hello. I'm a child. I'm a baby adult. I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, yeah, you're a baby. Yeah. A baby. And people need to normalize that 20s is not an adult. <laughs> Say it again for the people in the back, plus the church people, plus the pastors and the parents. Hello. 20 is not an adult. 21, 22, 23, 24. Like you really kind of like peek into adult around 8, 29. You got a little sense around that time. A little sense. Everything else you're still exploring. Like you're still like in your, your youth years, sowing your royal oats if you will like you shouldn't be worrying about adulting things and i feel like if i like my mom always told me just don't have a baby just don't have a, have a baby but she didn't tell me why she didn't tell me why i learned the why <laughs> i learned the why because your life is over that's why the hell <laughs> That is why. We just need to go ahead and let Tori do our parenting episode. <laughs> Your life is over. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna say I agree with you on that because real quick, my mom had my little sister, myself and my little sister were 17 and 17 years apart. So when I'm like about to get out of high school, I got a whole entire kid I'm babysitting. And Sunny D remember, I'm like, maybe maybe not, but I'm babysitting her, I'm like feeding her, I'm doing all this, and that's when I said, listen, this is the best birth control ever because who ain't getting knocked up is me. This is too much responsibility. I can't, I I, I can't, I'm too young to be able to to think like if I go to sleep and the baby's here, my little sister, she can roll over and die. Like, yeah, that was just too much. That was the best birth control. The birth birth control. I wish somebody would do that to me. Give me that baby and let me keep it for like 24 hours. I'm like, oh no, I'm like this. Oh no. But see, I didn't see that. All I seen was on social 
media. Got my new baby. Got a little cute little outfit. Me and my new baby and my baby daddy chairs. Like, I literally was living on social media. I'm not afraid or ashamed to say that. I was living through other people's lives on social media thinking that that's how it would be. And that's a huge misconception. Because when that baby came, I'm thinking, my mama's going to be there. Everybody's going to be helping me. No, my mama's still working. <clears throat> so it's your baby. And you grown. You take care of it. Dang. They keep hollering. College. I don't know what to do. Lord help me. Yes, ma'am. Because babies are not accessories. That little family structure that you think you see on Instagram and Snapchat, those are accessories. That is not real life. Real life is waking up at two o'clock and somebody on your boobs. You can't go to sleep because when you go to sleep, they want to wake up again because we don't talk about how long and how quick baby feeding schedules are. Real life is you ain't took a bath in three days and you really don't care because you're so concerned about what this baby needs. Let's talk about the realization of parenthood. The real of it all. The real, okay? Because that was a real rude awakening for my ass who thought it was going to be peaches and cream. I'm like 22. So now I'm 22, still young and dumb, in a relationship with the baby. Tell my husband, I want to be <laughs> broke up with him. Ah, it ain't going to work. I ain't feeling it. So then in my mind, y'all, I thought, I, listen, listen, when I tell y'all this is like a revelation, it sounds just ridiculous, but this is literally how I was getting in my mind, right? So after doing the fake house, whatever, for a little bit, I didn't like it. We broke up. We separated. I was like, you know what? Those girls, those single mamas online, doing it I can do it too shoot all oh, my single ladies why did I want to be a single mother come on y'all that is not that is not the way and I feel like I like there is a lot of strength there's a lot of honor in single mothers of course I don't take that away from none of y'all you gotta do what you gotta do for your baby but that is not something that you should want willing go into to do by yourself I, I didn't design it like you really didn't it take it, it, it take more than two it's like a village truthfully now can you can you feel me it takes a village hello it really does so it's like if you not preparing the environment the structure the foundation to bring a new life into this world that you yes will give up yourself for give up give it up give it up give it all of it if you ain't trying to do that don't be no parent just live your life like do use this because having a baby is like you having to redesign your whole womanhood again because you know your uterus is shit. your uterus is shot <laughs> So you gotta start over. You gotta start all the way over. Yeah, your body looking like something you ain't never seen before. And it ain't going back. That's what mm. we need to tell these women. It's not going back at all. That's not back all that. It's a lot in a mess. It's funny that you say that because I think of like how you said single being a single mom is not like shouldn't be a uh, status symbol, right? Right, but right. I, there's a small little caveat to that of active single moms because I say that because there are some people out here that have children and they they're not moms to their kids. They're, they are the birth mother and you got grandma raising your kids or you have, mm -hmm. you know, aunts and uncles raising an actual child. And now you have literally, like you said, a village, their lives have now shifted and had to pivot because now they have a whole entire new addition in their home that they weren't even expecting. Or now this kid is in foster care and you don't know what's going on. Or like you have this parent that keeps birthing these kids back to back to back to back. And the kids are in another home yeah. just for a check. Yeah. Cause they're, 
that's real. If we want to get real, there's some people out here that are birthing kids just for a tax return. And I'm like, don't you understand the kid is worth more than the tax return? Hello, that's a whole life. And you're trying to get some some bundles, some Hennessy, like what? Like what? <laughs> you know? Like, yes, yes. It, it's some misconceptions going out there about like parenting, motherhood, fatherhood, just like all in it because like it really takes everybody to raise this kid right. Exactly. Like my son was thoroughly planned like by two people in their 30 and some days we're still like what did we get ourselves into (laughs) so I can and I was since we are a military family I was a single mother for like a weekend and I was like I don't know how y'all do this what is what is this (laughs) what is this single motherhood no these aspirational single mothers I'm like that's not real life now they do mm-hmm. get some services. I ain't gonna lie. It's some benefits they get thrown to the single mamas that I wish I could have. But just the energy and the time it takes, I feel like my days are 24 hours. So not having somebody to hand off the kid to, because Tori, I tell anybody, my husband get home, I clock out. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a stay at home mom. Like, nah, I clock out of my job. So I can only imagine no clock in, no clock out. Nah. Like always on. Always on. Yeah. I have to learn that even with still being with my husband and having some family and stuff around, I still have, have to learn, like, this is my child. This is nobody's responsibility but my. Like, I birthed this child, so I will give it the love, the care, and all of that stuff that it needs to grow up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's my responsibility. But I just didn't realize how much of a responsibility so early on when I was still just 22. Now Tori I'm nosy and you done brought us onto this story so <laughs> you gotta tell us how y'all ended up getting back together because you left us at a cliffhanger of y'all was broke up so you don't have to go through the whole ups and downs but just give us the like short cliff notes version because like I said I'm invested at this point. Oh, yeah. oh my husband never listened to this. Um because I really want to give y'all the real tea because I told y'all I don't like the sugar code nothing. Especially because I've been through it. I've grown through it. I've matured through it. I learned the lessons. You know what I'm saying? So it's not anything that's like a secret or I'm hiding or anything like that. So I'm going to just keep it real. Just say that's out. So, okay. So we were together. We were together for maybe about four years. Three or four years. It was 2015. So we met in 2011. Now it's 2015. I have our daughter. She's like three right? It's like three or so. And um, my husband proposes. He proposes. Huge, grandioso proposal in Denver at a club or a jazz club. And a friend of ours was singing our song. And I come in and the family's around. You know, like it was a whole thing. So he proposed and I said, yes. But still down in my spirit, I felt like something wasn't right. Like something wasn't right. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. So we proposed 2015 in March. And then in May, I went on a, a girl's trip with my best friend. And we went to Jamaica. <laughs> Some things happened in Jamaica. Uh-huh. Some things happened. Yes, ma'am. Some things happened. Okay. Just just call me Stella, if you will. Huh. not so innocent now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just call me Stella. So went to Jamaica. You know, I was just like, you know what? I'm in a whole other country. I'm going to just live, be free, all of that. And maybe my doubts and stuff will fly away too. So that happened. Met a little Winston. Got a whole Jamaican romance. Honey, it was hot and heavy. It was everything. Okay. Should be one of those novels. Really should be. But then I went back to the States. I'm back home. Now I'm back home. And so this is May. So when I came back home, my, my guilt starts to build up. And my mama said, you better not tell him. You better take that to your grave. And I'm like, I guess so. So I'm just like, 
know Beyonce's now, okay? Beyonce. So I'm like, okay, so now it's June, Father's Day. We go, ooh, I'm embarrassed to say what we was drinking. We was drinking some for locos. Don't ever drink those, y'all. Don't ever in your life drink for loco, or you will be loco permanently. But um, so we were drinking for loco. We Father's Day, we're walking around, and you know, we're just talking. You know how people drinking, you know, that truth juice start to come out. So we're drinking, talking, whatever. And so he goes, say, I got something I want to say. I'm like, oh, really? What you need to tell me? <laughs> what you need to tell me? He's like, well, you know that time when we went back home to Denver and, you know, you were saying that you didn't know you went to you and me and all that. You know, I was, I was confused. I asked him to chill you. Oh, baby, please, please, baby, please. So he tells me he cheated on me. And this was like seven months prior. I'm like, oh, really? Well, I got some things I need to tell you, too. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So when I went to Jamaica, maybe some things happened. He's like, what? What happened? What happened? Well, I met a guy. And he was nice to me. And we may have done some stuff. He's like, what? You must find a nigga in Jamaica? Oh, you must find a nigga in Jamaica? Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm like, yeah. We're like, okay, but cool. We got both our stuff out. It's out. It's out. It's out there. He's like, well, how many times you do it? How many times? So you shouldn't ask. Don't ask stuff you don't want to know the answer to. <laughs> don't ask. That don't is my mantra. Ask. Do not ask the question. You're not ready for that answer. Because if you ask the question, I'm going to give you the honest and candid answer. Now, you better be ready to handle that answer. Well, needless to say, he wasn't ready for that answer. Okay? He wasn't ready for that answer. He lost. They it. never lost. are. <laughs> Never. No, I was just looking okay with you going back home and telling a girl and it was all cool, cool, huh? But no, was, I told him it was more than once. He lost it. He lost his mind. He flipped all that stuff. So we ended up breaking up. And honestly, he was upset. He was super upset, but he still wanted to make it work. He still wanted to make it work. But me, I was like, no, like we both cheated on each other. We need to explore why we did this. Like there's something there or missing or whatever. So we was living in the same apartment this time. I moved out. And y'all, why I move across the street? <laughs> <laughs> moved whole across the street. Right there. Just because you said there. you wanted space don't mean you wanted to give up what you had. You said space. Right. That is space. That was space that I had and that I needed. You know what you was and doing. I had my little quick little, you know, adult. So, okay. So I don't know if y'all have discussed this before. So there's there's phases to the whole phase. Are y'all aware? Are y'all aware of the phases? Educate me, boo. Mm. I'm trying to get into so, this phase too. So listen, 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 listen. So you know when you first, you know, 18, 19, you're exploring, you're going out there, you're doing stuff, you're wild, you're going to college parties, you're wild, it is lit. That's your first whole phase. But then you get a little older. You know what I'm saying? You start using a little energy a little better. You know what I'm saying? You start suggesting you know, what to do. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like a second phase. It's not like you're really out there, out there, but you're, you know what I'm saying? You like, you got your links, your, your sneaky links and all of that. So when we separated, Lord, you know what I learned? These streets ain't for me, baby. Take my man back. Come on, baby. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I love you. I love you. I would never ever send me right back to his ass y'all in the streets for a good two to three months i was like oh hell no nah. you went in them streets you dumped your toe in them streets you yeah, was in them streets. that's all i did i was like oh 
contaminated. No, Tori, I ain't even I, this I, type of person. But what's your sign? Because I feel a kindred spirit right now. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I, I, I swear you're a kindred spirit. <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm kind of okay. So, so yeah, so that whole thing happened. It was like I said, it's a journey. You have to learn. I wasn't afraid to learn. I wasn't afraid to go and live by myself a little bit and see if this what I really, really wanted. Like I gave myself that space to do that. And when I seen that these niggas like shit, I'm like, okay, so he the one. Period. <laughs> He's the one. Go get him. Go get your man. And so after that, we got married like immediately. I was like, ain't no wasting no time. Clear. It's clear. It's clear. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And so I've been in a committed, happy, loving relationship. I love it. You're like, listen, I ain't going back to the streets. Come on. Hey, sign these papers. We we together. We ain't going nowhere. Maybe not. We, we together. I'm for you, not the streets. Maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a journey, though. We had to go through some stuff to get to this point where we are now, where now it, it's such a... I don't even know, y'all. Like, like now that you were married or nay, you're married. So, you know, you probably understand the emotional connection and evolution you have with this other person. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all literally are becoming one, like, a unit, a union, like, one being. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you learn, but you also have to discover yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, who am I and who are you? Who are we together? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I totally understand because, I mean, our listeners know this already, but I got married at 24. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that whole discovery of who I am, and I think that's episode five, y'all. But um, just that, okay, I'm married, but what they also don't tell you as a woman, that 30s, you get real close and personal with yourself and you learn who you are and not child you, you learn grown woman you. And so doing that while in a committed relationship, while, oh, now I have not only this committed relationship, but I have a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, because I've <laughs> either I've either been there or I'm currently going through there. <laughs> mm, so, yes. it's, it's a whole transformation journey that you go through. And it's good when women aren't married yet because they have that space to do that to cultivate themselves before you ask somebody else for the picture, before you ask somebody else, like, you want to be whole before you get somebody else in there. They don't complete you. Y'all both are whole together. One whole piece and another piece make one whole piece. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, I'm a half, he's a half, my better half. You know, we're both whole. But half the time, most of the time, that don't happen. The girl coming to issues, the guy coming to issues, and they kind of fix it. Luckily, I was blessed to have somebody who is not only willing to go on that journey with me, but also supporting me in my own journey. 